maybe, know. I'm like, <laughs> maybe it can feel that I have higher expectations of it these days. And it's <laughs> like responding to my unconditional positive regard. Amazing. I was writing about that today. <laughs> wow. In what context? Um, like a letter of sorts. Wow. <laughs> I was just, I was like explaining. <laughs> I was just writing something where I was explaining what positive, unconditional positive regard in the classroom is. It's uh, not exciting. It's it. not interesting. I it. It's I just was like, like, I was doing that. A love letter or like what? unconditional positive oh, regard? It does sound like, <laughs> I was a, like Dang. With like a feather pen. I'm so, <laughs> with that. Positive regard. I'm going to give a little bit of context some of our very attentive listeners might know that we frequently have a song. We have to do like prayers of supplication <laughs> in order to get quick time to work. It's just like, okay, prove to me that you're, you're ready to do this for the Lord. Yeah, we're like, okay. we're like Harry, Ron and Hermione all trying to get through all of these different levels of, you know, the thing is protecting the sorcerer's stone every single time with quick time but the last couple times it's been good we've known the answers we've been able to crack the code and then we're able to say even sooner hi welcome to a place within my name is ashlyn i'm christina and here on a place within this week every week we're going to get to the heart of our thoughts feelings and desires where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it cool and speaking of love letters also following if you've been following what? the show of late you know that i was watching season three of Anne with an e which oh. i found out got canceled it's the last season it's That's the so final sad. season you'll have to make but season four yourself <laughs> honestly challenge accepted <laughs> oh i'm sorry crigtv <laughs> is going to be dedicated to me dreaming about what that would be like um but gilbert blythe writes one of the loveliest tv love letters i have ever heard said in a voiceover while they're is a scene of him writing and placing the letter and it says dear Anne, the nicest things it is so sweet so if you know you don't watch any other episodes just watch the last episode that will happen from netflix and with an e because there is a lovely love letter and a lot of frustrating ways that you're just going to be led around watch the last two episodes that's all okay. i'll say thank you for that you're welcome for that uh i you have better things i have to a, a testimony now. I have, I have such sister. a testimony that Witness I spoke truth. with Vince, my friend Vince, at our gathering about our testimony. And then such a testimony that I emailed. <laughs> you have so much testimony that <laughs> Who do you, think you I were telling emailed? people about it. You're not you going to guess it, but I want to hear what you... The president of Alpha. <laughs> One more guess. The superintendent of... Those are really good guesses. Los Angeles Catholic Schools. Do, is there a superintendent or is there that is? A yeah, thing? no, okay. those are really those are both really good guesses. I emailed Every Knee Shall Bow podcast, which is Michael Gormley's other podcast with oh, Dave wow. Van Vickle. Realize he had a yeah, backup podcast. Well, that's his like legit. Well, sorry, Catching Foxes is, is the legit podcast, but Every Knee Shall Bow is like serious. This is Where how you evangelize. Teach. And he's not just talking. Um, yeah, amazing. Um, Tell us the witness. <laughs> so this Tell is us what the testimony says. Um. So we had our first alpha group, and let me just start by saying we have, at 7.15 in the morning, five other young adults who don't usually have eight in the morning type jobs Mm. roll in 7.15 because we have to pray and set up. Mm. So we do that. Kids come in and they're all like, what? what's happening this is weird there are purple lights and we're like that stone to flesh man we don't do anything without a purple light <laughs> and jesus on a guitar stand <laughs> it's not as creepy as it sounds you guys um anyways um <laughs> it's like an it's like an ambient purple light not like a haunted house not, purple not like light. a black yeah. light <laughs> yeah um so anyways alpha itself was like it was awesome. Um, we have them set up in, in three different groups. Um, and the group with the kids who were kind of struggling the faith the most mm. um, is over with two of our other, we call them hosts in Alpha, we small group leaders. Um, and every once in a while I would kind of like listen around the room, not like overhear too much, but just kind of see what voices I was hearing. And folks, day one, we have some like serious digging in 
from Mm -hmm. our kiddos who are kind of the the toughest cookies, if you will. Mm. Um, Which is like all we could ask for. Yeah. Ugh. The fact that they're in an environment where they can dig in. Yeah. Is just so good. And, um, okay, so we have that going, and um, I think everybody was just kind of, like, having a really positive time, enjoying ourselves. And we found out from the third grade teacher, I had been out for a couple days because I was working on our WASC at a different school, so I was observing another school, so I was out. And she saw me, and she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think you were going to be back today. And I was like, oh yeah, I am. And she was like, well, I'm going to do adoration with Father Benny at at Mm -hmm. 10.15, and she was like, this is the first time I've ever done it. I'm kind of nervous. Like, I, I, but I, I understand if you guys can't come. And I was like, wait. And what day What day this of the year was it that you had your first Valentine's Day. So cute. Fun Friday. So so we're like, okay, like, actually, that's perfect. We'll go right after Alpha. She's like, what's Alpha? I was like, oh, she didn't even know. So we go through the whole Alpha thing. It's going great. Um, and then... We give them a little recess, and at 10.15, lo and behold, who walks over to the whole church but all of our little stone-to-flesh friends? They Mm. all go over there. And Vince brought his guitar. So Vince is like, yeah, absolutely, I can play. No. (laughs) And the third grade teacher's like, I barely even knew these Latin songs. Can you help me with that? And we're like, absolutely, we can sing the Latin songs. Mm. Whole thing's just falling into place like a little puzzle. Vince has this fun thing that he does with kids when they're um, doing praise and worship where he asks them some question. He says, raise your hand if you something, and they raise their hand. Raise your hand if you something else, they raise their hand. And when there's adoration, you know, it has something to do with Jesus. Raise your hand if you have faith. Raise your hand if you want more faith. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they leave them up because they're first and third graders who are in the room with the eighth graders who have their little hands like kind of cupped (laughs) by their elbows. (laughs) The third graders have no shame. The, third, the first graders, man, a whole nother level. <sighs> the first graders have the laser fingers that we've discussed before. So, they are ready. Okay, so this is all spectacular. By benediction, the end of it, um, eighth graders have been like, all right, that was cool. Uh, is it time for a Valentine's Day party? I'm like, yeah, it is. Let's go. So we go over to a Valentine's Day party. We watch a lot and we eat some cupcakes. Okay. Whole thing, day ends. I haven't seen the Stone mm-hmm. to Flesh people come back. And the third grade teacher comes up to me. She goes, oh, my gosh, you will never believe what just happened. And I heard this Uh. story from her and from them. So what happened is this. They, the Stone to Flesh folks, turn around and they see the little third graders crying. (laughs) They're all crying. First graders left, too. But the first graders said they had a great time. They had so much fun at adoration. Okay. (laughs) Fun is the word. (laughs) But third grade is crying. Okay, and they're like, why are you crying? What's wrong, guys? And they're like, I saw Jesus. Jesus said this to me. I oh, like this. <laughs> so third grade teacher starts talking to them about what's going on with her to the, to the missionaries. And they're like, well, can we pray for you? And they're like, she's like, yeah, of course. So they start laying hands, praying for her. And they look up and here come the little kids laying their hand on the teacher (laughs) all these little kids start laying their hands on this teacher (laughs) and and i saw pictures of them the kids are like smiling not even like making fun smiling they're like peaceful like like little angels (laughs) it's amazing it's so good (laughs) spectacular and they um the last thing about it is third grade had been learning about the early church Mm. and she told me that afterwards like the missionaries basically were an example to those little guys Ugh. of what they were learning about what people were like in the early church. Oh, it's so good. Spectacular. Friday might have been the best day at that I've had at my school ever. They're like eight years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And they're having these transformative experiences. I know. I know. It's so good. Ugh spectacular i'm so thankful yeah Yeah. and there was one moment when vince was like when you sing you pray how many times and this kid goes four times (laughs) he's like i know the answer to this one put me in coach four and the teacher says it all the time when you pray you sing when you sing you pray twice and so this third grader raises his hand and we're all like oh he got got it he got it he got it four times <laughs> like, okay he's like i really want to impress this guy i'm gonna i'm gonna double it 
four times. That's incredible. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's awesome. It is amazing. Ugh. Childlike faith. Yeah. That's the model. So good. Not and something okay. to like simplify. I know. Or dumb down exactly. or water down. Yes. That's so. such an important thing to say. Um, last thing about it is right next to all the eighth graders were these two like hyper and well one of them's hyper enthusiastic like awesome enthusiastic level and the other one's like regular enthusiastic these are eighth graders no 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 these or are next to the eighth graders. these are next to the eighth graders you haven't said what they are yet We've, oh sorry you know that they're enthusiastic okay no, yeah I was just trying so to these are right next following. to the right next to the eighth graders um next to the eighth graders are enthusiastic so you have you have our friend uh our like 20 year old friend both hands all the way in the air with like a full on uh, like expressive face like while he's worshiping right next to the eighth graders no shame and i'm just like so glad that they get to see that from mm. a man mm-hmm. and like that most of our alpha team is men we have one other girl now um yeah it's so good oh my gosh so good oh it's so so good that's my testimony thank you i'm glad that it is on this podcast first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. they probably won't. Cause, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that they've never addressed me on their podcast. They did once, and that was nice. You got a shout out. I did. I got a shout out from them. I was about to be like, I email them and they never say anything. But that's not even true. But to all of our friends who <laughs> listen to A Place Within or any other podcast, your value and the value of your listening is not in the shout out, but we want to shout all of you out. Thank you, everyone. Amen. <laughs> And that has been a place within. Um, I made that joke again. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> well, do you have any? So we're in part three of talking about dating. Just kidding. We're not talking about dating <laughs> anymore. Uh, well, for now. Um, but we will. Okay. I will say day. that. Oh gosh, I just feel like all of my banter bits that I was holding on to are just. I don't want to like put a little bit of dirt on that like great beautiful story testimony witness gonna, if it happened they're to just kind of stupid dirt. like i was just at Give small group stupid. and we were a small group leader was teaching the group how to do riff-offs like when half the group sings a song and then the other half picks up on one of the words all up pitch perfect and tries to sing another song and it was it was chaotic honestly but then <laughs> one of the songs that got volleyed out there was wake me up before you go go by wham oh that's a fun song for a group it, it of people is, to sing it's together a very fun song and i was like i want to listen to that song on the way back in my little car driving from small group home to record this here podcast episode and my drive was slightly longer than that song and so good old spotify algorithm conjures up another song and if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time you know that i have hesitance to trust the spotify algorithm Mm -hmm. it's brought me many good things Mm -hmm. but i still want to know better than it no it really won me over tonight by playing after i played wake me up before you go go don't stop by s club seven do you even know that song i don't know (laughs) s club seven was a band i know that was basically just a tv show um on abc family i want to be them and they were british and it was Four girls and three guys as Club Seven. I do have to say that I'm upset that I wasn't 19 at a time where that was a prominent. I mean, thing. I was nine. So, I mean, I think the the best time to be an S Club fan was like in the like. No, I wanted to. School. No, no, no. You I wanted to be, be, oh, you wanted to be in be. them. Yeah. I, it's yeah. like you I were, see. you'd be a 19 year old, like singer, dancer, hyper enthusiastic yeah. person. That's truly one of my dreams yeah. last night i, I went that. to see a cover band of the yeah yeah yeahs and another cover band of interpol oh my gosh i've I'm never felt so much of my dream where you just get up on a little grimy stage and sing your favorite songs by somebody else yeah oh my gosh i want that okay sorry you know, anyways i would say if we could start a cover band we should i would love to um, start a cover band do you think our voices would mesh well though together i don't know that i they mean would. rehearsal yeah i guess so Blendy, blendy, blendy. Like in, finally, like in the Jackie say, Ina makeup tutorial. Oh my gosh! Blendy, blendy, blendy. <laughs> finally, I will say that um, we're 
the first time I've ever done a seven day trial subscription to anything on Amazon as an extra channel that I might actually keep paying for was Broadway HD. Um, they what's that? They it's like a Broadway channel, what? but what I've realized it's it's mostly BBC Shakespeare productions. But oh I my, still but I might be those. in. I know I still might be in for nine dollars a month Wait, to see that. What you can watch them? Yes. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. So anyway, this has become a commercial. I watched Riverdance yesterday because yes! oh I love God. Riverdance and this was the way to do it. And I don't have my VHS because I left it in Maryland. Um, I was an Irish dancer from the time that I was four until I was 10 and watching Riverdance while having my mom put my hair into rollers <laughs> to sleep on the rollers to have the most agonizing brain pain that you can have. Um, the best part of it though was watching Riverdance or Lord of the Dance while getting that done to me so i was having a nostalgic day watching river dance because of that background now any sort of cultural dance phenomenon like makes me weep um wow so i was like okay i'm also gonna check out this version of jekyll and hyde on broadway yes! david hasselhoff i love that song it's all of a sod the thing is david hasselhoff had the most awkward gestures i have ever seen on a stage i was like bro why are you doing that <laughs> and i realized that jekyll and hyde well there are some really good songs in it has a lot of the stereotypical musical theater problem which it was like singing the words that i'm thinking but they really don't have to do with what i was just thinking but they have to do with the plot of the show no <laughs> and i was just like what <laughs> why is this happening and i turned it off so broadway hd could it be wow. big potentially um that is where i'm at thank you for this time of banter mm -hmm. this we realized was also our last podcast before the season of lent begins in the liturgical calendar so um oh, yeah broadway hd a great transition into lent if i ever knew one if you ever knew one and you did you did cool so <laughs> how is lent looking for you looking forward at lent um I was so thankful to my pastor at Our Lady of Fatima Catholic Church in Lakewood, Colorado this weekend. He was like, y'all, it's time to start thinking about Lent now. Mm -hmm. um, and just really challenged the congregation. And I was really thankful for that. Um, last year, I read a Lenten healing book that I talked about last year. But it was on my heart to revisit that again. Mm -hmm. um, to read it again. So I would love to pray with that. Um this lent and i am discerning exactly how it's gonna work but i am going to do a like borderline exodus 90 style yes. media fast amen exodus 90 if you don't know google exodus 90 it is a 90 day fasting experience for men um and basically you don't watch tv by yourself you listen to music that lifts your soul to god and so I will not be on the YouTube. I will not be on the Netflix unless I'm watching with other people. Um, and I think I'm just going to listen to, I don't, yeah, music I appreciate very deeply, but I think I'm going to be more intentional about my music choices. Cool. So I don't think there's any music that I'm trying to like root out, but I do think that I don't want to, while pulling out some other like escapes, then turn to music to escape. Um, and... I'd like to abstain from meat additionally to just Friday, but I'm not sure exactly when. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. See, folks, this is what we're talking about. Ashlyn's amazing. This is what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> so fasting. You're like, I already know about fasting. Why are you talking about fasting? Sorry, that's not what you're like. Christina's learning a lot about fasting, and I think she wants to share it with all I of do. us, regardless of how you sound about it. <laughs> That's how I would sound. That's uh, every time when I was listening to podcasts like last year and the year before, when it would get to Lent, I'd be like, oh, the Lent episode. What on earth do you think you have to share with me? <laughs> I have done this. I have been through this I've cycle. I've been Lenting since I was two. I've been giving up pancake Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, in Stone to Flesh... Um, it's a practice to fast four times a year for the Nativity, for Lent, and then there are two other fasts called the Apostles' Fast and the Dormition Fast, which are later in the year. Um, and this is all after... Dormition is another word for the Assumption of Mary. Woo! 
That was my trivia question. Go Thank on, you. Christina. I didn't know that. Um, so it's all within the tradition of the Eastern Rite. Um, and kind of like going closer to what fasting in the early church would have been like and fasting for the Desert Fathers, which I think is... Um, I mean, not I think, it is. Scripturally, it's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think culturally, I think the more that we kind of get in, into our our faith, that's kind of a stupid way of putting it, but there's something in like kind of realizing, wait a minute, why is our fasting so like chill? You know what I mean? Um, and there's like some level of reason for it, but there's also kind of a, I think, a way that, I don't know, like... I think for a while there, I had a tendency to try to make my fast as like comfortable as possible while still feeling like I was quote unquote doing something. Um, Or of course, there's the typical like self-serving fast. I want to lose five. I want to lose five pounds. Um, (laughs) But like, that's not Mm. really, those are obviously not really what we're looking for. So I have a couple. Yeah. What? Before we get into the the practicals which are going to be so valuable mm-hmm. i just was kind of hit that i think the decision to fast coming to that decision whether that's because of liturgical season or some sort of personal discernment desire is kind of a who do you say that i am mm-hmm. moment that's like quoting jesus asking the apostles who do you say that i am mm-hmm. um and i think that that is one of that is the most critical choice that we make who do you say that he is mm-hmm. and I think that our decision surrounding fasting is intimately tied maybe deeper in than on the surface to who, who we say that he is. Um, because if we have this Mm -hmm. belief that like once I've become a disciple, now I have to assimilate to the life that I see being lived out in discipleship. That's not wrong, but it's not all the way right. Mm -hmm. You know? So like this desire to fast because you want to be in the in crown of Catholicism Mm -hmm. is difficult, but this then uh, like kind of, Mm -hmm for lack of a better phrase just you being lame at fasting yeah because you don't believe that he's like worthy of sacrifice mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. worthy to be drawn closer to yeah or like or exactly like there's this feeling of, or, yeah. of like oh it's not necessary I, I can be as close as like i need to be right now mm-hmm. with all of my youtube and with all of my mm-hmm. you know i'm doing fine jesus like, exactly we and i think that's definitely like a starting mm-hmm. point that because right now i i know i'm not fine right now i know i've been consuming way too much like internet i know i've been like buying too much stuff and eating too much all these things like I know I'm not but I'm still almost fighting it where I'm like no mm-hmm. Lent is coming and I have to give all this stuff up like like I should be giving it up regardless but like praise yeah. God that Lent is coming <laughs> um and I'm still yeah I'm fighting it like a little bit like I think I do think that it's a testament not a testament but like a if I wasn't if I didn't feel like I had a relationship with Christ I don't think I would even get to a point of like fighting it um mm-hmm. But I'm like kind of looking at him like, is this really necessary? And it's like, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. But here so some guiding points that I really like coming from um, the website about fasting from Stone to Flesh. Um, one sentence says, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving will provoke our hearts to hunger for personal revival mm-hmm. that will spread from each heart into our families, workplaces, parishes, communities, and neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So this idea of provoking hunger mm-hmm. for revival in our hearts. Yeah. So like all of the hunger that we start to feel, it's like, oh, I have longing. I have longing for watching that YouTuber's video, or I have longing for filling my time or my silence with something and it's like exactly what you said who do I who do you say that I am do you believe that I am enough right now that he is enough right now Mm -hmm. um and then another well I'm hearing from that sentence that also then after like those things are being silenced at first there's that human like desire for what we used to fill ourselves but what we can sense in the place of that when we realize that there's that hole there yeah is like a greater longing for God yes exactly and to be renewed and more like him okay great Mm mm-hmm um so then it's like okay so what do what do I do how do I yeah how do I kind of discern this um another line here is I will find a way to fast so I can mourn my sins carry the cross enter into freedom and receive all that God will send my way Mm. mourn my sins carry the cross enter into freedom and receive all that God will send my way 
it's meant to reorient our attention, time, and resources to the things that matter in the kingdom of God. Beautiful. Okay, and then getting to practicals. Fasting during Lent should provide enough food to satisfy the hunger and sustain the body for the glory of God. Mm. So it'll look different for everyone. So I think, yeah, I know that I'm being called into like a deeper experience of fast to kind of like, given where I'm at right now, to be uncomfortable, like quite uncomfortable for most of Lent and kind of anticipating that the Lord will surprise me and like take me through those like first couple weeks where it'll be like I'm gonna die and have him like just totally transform things um but I don't know like I lost my train of thought well I don't want to steal your train of thought no you jump in because I okay my train of thought is and again, I, I'm really appreciative of your desire and your zeal to kind of tear down those like caveats that we can put up for ourselves. But I think there are also some caveats that we can't take too far or make turn into excuses, but should like really look at and assess. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is what you're saying, but there are times where we choose a fast that is going to be hard and it actually becomes like a burden and a cross not for us, but we unload that burden that cross onto other yeah, yeah. people. Oh, and yeah. I think that that's something that we can be compassionate towards ourselves and not like scrupulous about I'm making everyone else's life mm-hmm. miserable. But remembering that like when we feel a complaint in, in the course of our fasting, yeah. a frustration that our neighbor is not the person who should be hearing about that Amen. frustration. The Lord can. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can do the opposite. We don't, we, we love our dad and we, we're children who want to be blessed in his eyes and we already are. And he's the kind of dad that doesn't tell us to go away mm-hmm. when we have a complaint or a problem. He is perfectly patient to listen to it. And so if we think that I can't go complain to God, I shouldn't pray about how I'm angry with mm-hmm. my fasting. That is wrong. Yep. That is exactly the place to, lay out your complaint yeah and if we we think that we can't complain to god we usually complain to our neighbor but if we recognize that we can lay that burden yes down or like share it with the lord then we can realize that we don't need to take that to our neighbor that's awesome lay your burden down yes um yes that's so good no i think um did the train come back um I think I was actually just done. And then I was like, oh, oh I, don't, I was like, oh, no, she doesn't have anything to say. I must have. I need a more to have a more provoking comment. And I, no, did, I just find I, one. I, it just sounded like you were still saying something. I, it did sound like that. But I think I was just talking just to I, talk. I was doing I that see. thing. No, that's not true. I mean, we, have, we have a podcast. We love to talk just to talk. Um, well, I think to kind of add on to that, um, we this is like the name of the game here where we're like it's this but then in this other angle it's like that Mm, so (laughs) so it is that but then of course when you're like walking with somebody um intimately so walking obviously with the lord intimately going to him first but like i feel like you and i maybe not on the podcast but like in conversation could also kind of like debrief each other on how Mm -hmm. the fast is going um without feeling like oh no I'm complaining like it's not necessarily like that like that's that's mutual discipleship that's um that's accompanying each other um well and I think we can get the personally you know not even just for your for your friend or for your community or those that you engage in fellowship with um it's good to share the fruits Mm -hmm. so you can recognize them and so others can see them as well. And so it's like we want to talk about the struggle, but we also want to talk about the fruit mm-hmm. um, that's coming from that struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we don't know what the fruit is, we can also talk about the fruit that we're praying for will come from that struggle. Right. And I think like just like being able to be honest with who those people are, who we can like mm-hmm. have that conversation with and then being able to be honest in that conversation both on both ends. So like if I were coming to you and I was just like, oh, this sucks, like. I hate fasting. When is it going to be over that you'd be able to be like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And what else? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. What is like going, what will be born from that death? You know? Right. Um, right. And, and I think this is what has been really powerful for me. I don't know how much, um, I don't know how much I really like had clarity about the purpose of fasting in the, in the past. I think that I kind of had a sense of like, 
okay, like it's to repent. Like part of it was almost like, you know, you don't deserve all this nice stuff. So like mm. have times in your life where you don't have it because some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that is okay. <laughs> um, a little bit heretical, not really, but like not not great. Um, and then another one was like, okay, bring yourself into a place of like suffering to some extent so that you can yeah. experience some part of the cross. That's pretty good. That's great, actually. Um, but I think this like next layer of having fasting kind of be a means for metanoia for conversion is um kind of the most powerful thing like it alerts me to oh look my delight was fulfilling my desire for that hamburger when I had the craving Mm -hmm. like and it's not bad to delight in that when we glorify the Lord in it Mm -hmm. but I think when I find myself in a period of fasting I'm sort of like Yeah, we have that opportunity to long for something Mm -hmm. and to recognize, okay, now is the moment where I am not going to give in to that Mm -hmm. longing because it is not the time for it, not because it's bad, but because it's not the time for it. And I'm instead going to um, ask the Lord to satisfy that longing in some deeper way that's not going to be as small as like having the taste and the satiety satiation um yeah yeah (laughs) that's it that's the word yeah yeah right and and the i'm thinking about this i love that you talked about these like fruits of fasting being like a desire for renewal and i think another fruit of fasting is love of god um so it's not necessarily something that we're trying to get it's something that happens when we put ourselves in this situation um and renewal it should bring about love of god love of god exactly um and the it is really important back to that. Who do you say that I am that we can recognize that some things aren't bad, like hamburgers and enjoying hamburgers Mm -hmm. or, you know, learning things on the internet, not inherently bad, but it's also really important when we make that distinction that these things aren't bad, that we also have to remember that God is better. Yeah. And I think that when I know the struggle Mm -hmm. that I have between like stopping by the chapel on my way home or stopping through Chick-fil-A on my way home, that, I can believe and think about the fact that God is better and know that and still let my choices reflect that Chick-fil-A is better. Like that's really mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I have time to go through that drive through, but I don't, I, I don't really have time to stop at the chapel, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we do have to choose God. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, I have this like image of, um, that sounds a little weird, but we'll fly with it. Um, how, if I'm sitting with, my best friends on the couch and we're all looking at our phones Mm -hmm. we can still know that we care about each other but we're not growing in any sort of friendship in that environment Mm -hmm. and that is a really hard challenge that's hard you know because there's something else that we want or something else that we're searching for and looking for on the phone right but they if then we're looking at this example with god they when we put down those things that are distracting us from him, we actually are going to grow in relationship with him. And he, part of it might be that he's giving us additional graces to fulfill that longing. Like you talked about. Um, but he also is a good gift, not just for the, and I don't think that's what you were saying at all, but like, I have to remember that it's not just about what he's going to give me Mm -hmm. when I'm giving up these things, which he will like, we need Mm -hmm. grace. I have to, I have to be receptive to those things because I actually need them. Um, but he also wants to give me more of himself. Yeah. And I actually think that's kind of mostly what I mean. Um, when I think about like receiving virtue as the gift of it, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of like, oh, oh yeah, (laughs) that'd be nice too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like that's the reality of like charity is if you actually are growing in charity, then other things are going to, um, flow from that. Um, yeah. And like, I, yeah, to me, I think that's part of what's cool about what, um I've been learning is like what do I want to receive I want to receive the Holy Spirit um Mm -hmm. God himself and it's funny because as I'm like preparing to teach about the gifts of the Holy Spirit I'm like adding them up and I'm like oh my gosh there's so many people like the seven gifts the 12 gifts the nine gifts and I'm like oh my gosh wait there are a lot of them (laughs) and then like a lot of them just like named in the Bible and part of what that tells me is that like maybe St. Paul is just kind of like oh yeah also like these other cool things that I've seen people get when they receive Mm God and like I don't know like it's just there's so much that comes out of that um and then the 
the number one gift is God himself. Where like, mm-hmm. I'll never forget a friend of mine said this, like this idea of, you know, I could lose my arms and my legs and be satisfied because mm-hmm. I have Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. um, is that, and yet, I mean, even like without even being able to boast of any kind of virtues or, mm-hmm. or special talents or special gifts, like St. Paul says that above all of these things put on love um charity love of god um yeah that's the number one goal folks spectacular this is really pumping me up there's like some sacrifices on the horizon Mm -hmm. that i have been nervous about Mm -hmm. um yeah me too nervous to die to myself yeah um and so much belief more than i can even know that i put in other things uh, things other than god to be able to make me happy um and yeah i just think we have to know a tree by the fruits yeah and if we're engaging in fasting and we realize that we made a choice we were we were desiring the good it's still really important to regularly examine like is this bearing good fruit in my life yeah um do i feel depressed Mm -hmm. do i feel um down about myself in, in giving up these things and and there's a difference between i guess like desiring repentance and desiring this like reformation of self to this like feel this accusation of like nothingness and worthlessness mm-hmm. um and is the fruit of my fasting characterized by this like hope that i could be made and transformed into more yeah um not through my own efforts but by god's goodness or is it that like i am just not enough i'm not good enough i'm just crap and that's why I'm I'm being deprived of all these things. Like being attentive to those movements within ourselves, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know what that is. I don't, if you're hearing that or wondering that and you're like, I don't know how to tell seeking out a spiritual director or some sort of spiritual advisor that can help speak truth into those things and walk through that experience and be able to listen to what you're doing for your Latin fast and help you reorient because yeah just because it's not a comfortable experience it should still be a spiritually positive experience Mm -hmm. right absolutely yeah um yeah so yeah that's a a good point that brings me kind of to yeah the discernment of the specifics it's like okay so they said at the beginning that in stone to flesh there's like a four times a year fast um and there's kind of we're taught about the fasting that was done in the desert fathers and i do think some people um within our community attempt to fast like them uh, but we do have a little bit of a don't ask don't tell kind of fake policy going it's not really that because people do ask and people do tell but um there's not like a competition feeling mm-hmm. or anything um but let me read to you what saint theodore Studite in 826 said wow, about the great fast Uh, desert father he says during the great fast we eat only about once the ninth hour 3 p.m taking only dry food and vegetables without oil we do not drink wine either except on saturday and sunday when we're also permitted to eat fish during the holy week we observe as much as possible a complete fast which they mean nothing without wine and oil until holy saturday so that's desert fathers um i do think i don't know who but I'm pr- well. I do. Yeah. So I, I think a, f- a few of my friends um, have done this or plan to do this. Um, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay, I know people are doing that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was very quickly discernible for me that that was coming from a place of competition, mm-hmm. a place of ambition, um, and just like so not in the spirit. Like I know what happens to me. When I don't eat all day, it's I faint. Mm-hmm. That is what yeah. happens. And there's no like, I feel like I'm going to faint and then I don't <laughs> I faint. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, it's not even to like go, it, but that's, that's not to like make an excuse. It's to take the reality, put it up yeah. against this um, sort of prospect and mm-hmm. say like, does this fit? Would yeah, this be right, fruitful? Right, right. Yes. And it's like, oh, the answer is probably no for yeah. me. Um, now, I also think it's important for me to kind of acknowledge, you know what? The reason why I would probably fast, I would probably faint 
is because I probably have been eating too much my entire life. I've mm. probably been living in a state of constant, I don't want to say constant gluttony. That might be true, might not. Um, but I have, I have been consuming excess for most of my life, most likely. So this type of huge change would not be something that would immediately bear fruit. But I also should acknowledge that like, you know, had I been alive with the Desert Fathers and like been living life with them, perhaps my body would be more disposed to do this. Mm -hmm. And that I have like the the excess that I've been um, used to is maybe not the most beneficial thing to begin with. Um, But anyways, regardless, we still have to look at the reality. So um, another phrase I really like when determining a fast is avoid laxity and legalism. So avoid Mm -hmm. both being like too relaxed with yourself, too lax, and avoid being um, like really hard on yourself, Um, which I think makes it really powerful. Um, And I think also like for me, you know, this, it's funny because I look at the idea of being vegan for all of Lent and like kind of like avoiding super tasty stuff and things like that mm. and I'm like oh it's not good enough compared to the desert fathers it's like okay <laughs> chill okay like, I, right. I don't know who you think you are but the desert fathers were not watching all these Kathleen Lights videos either so <laughs> <laughs> right uh. I don't know who you think you are <laughs> um yeah yeah can I share with you guys? Oh, um, I just want to share a okay, quick inspiration okay, yeah. that I had of like, you know, in a lifestyle where they had already been purified of so many worldly attachments, they still had a desire to, um, to fast, which crazy? I think is really beautiful. Yeah. I They're think that wild. that's amazing that the desire didn't leave them and it, so it's like not that fasting in it itself is a goal, right? Um, yeah. that I have become fully detached from all these things you could see that by the normal life that they lived yeah um so it's like okay like i'm i'm becoming not like disdainful of the world hopefully like more compassionate and loving towards the world but less attached to it yeah to be the source of my happiness yeah what were you gonna say no that's awesome um something that was really helpful for me um was learning about the like different types of they, um, who is it? Philokalia talks about three degrees of partaking in food. Have you heard of this? Mm, no, but I, Ab- I like his name. Abstinence, adequacy, and satiety. Mm. So to abstain means to remain a little hungry after eating. Mm. To eat adequately means neither to be hungry nor to be weighed down. Mm. That's probably what we should be doing regular yeah. life. To be satiated means to be slightly weighed down. That's probably what we mostly do. Mm-hmm. But eating beyond satiety is the door to belly madness through which lust comes. Mm. I've heard, I have heard that quote. I have not. I, I heard that uh, back in whenever I heard this in like December or November. But when I heard that, I put a big start by it. I was like, mm. we don't know nothing about that with our Domino's yeah. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and then last last part of that for when the stomach is heavy and through this the mind is clouded a man cannot practice prayer with purity and firmness wow and i think that that just reminds me of like how i feel like in college a lot of times people were like and even actually post-college too so like i hear this a lot you don't need to fast from food and it's like okay that's true for some people uh-huh. especially if you like have a history of like having a bad relationship with food right right um for sure you probably mm-hmm. should not fast from food um, if, if food is is a method of control in your life yeah for um, sure yeah um but if you are like me and belly madness is not exactly a rarity mm-hmm. <laughs> um and my you know stomach is heavy and the mind clouded and i'm trying to have a prayer life you know what i mean like right. i feel like m- more of us Mm. i don't know i don't know the statistics in american culture i think a lot of people do have compulsions when it comes to food so maybe i shouldn't be too quick on this but i I do think think that it's an area of like disorder on a on a large scale i have no other credential to speak to that but yeah like there's a lot of there is a spectrum i guess is what i'm trying to say of the ways that 
we misuse food in yes. excess or too too little i was just reminded of it's so cool like the when i was a senior in college one of our priests gave a talk about fasting um it was actually before advent but both in the season of advent and the season of lent that year i was like able i was just like so well led to commit to really beautiful fasts that were like spiritually fruitful and for lent my senior year i didn't eat my last bite of food and i like i was like well how do i determine the last bite so if i had like multiple things i just would like save a bite of that and reserve it and just like even that mental exercise i of like being able to take that last bite and not eating it um was is really simple mm-hmm. um but was fruitful in my heart it was just like made me think of the fast and also recognize that i like didn't need it um i don't know it was just it was a cool thing that I just thought of when you were talking about that. I had not heard those words. Those are very helpful. What were they? They were abstinence. Abstinence, adequacy, and satiety. Mm. And I think, yeah, so like, I am I think I'm kind of, of course, trying not to go past like, well, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, that is really helpful, like in the season of Lent especially. Um, where, yeah, we want to remain hungry for what matters. Mm-hmm. And if being physically hungry helps remind us of that, mm-hmm. um, then we want to remain a little hungry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that that is really helpful. Have you heard of the Daniel Fast? No, I've not. What is that? <laughs> uh, you, you eat, like in the book of Daniel chapter 1, um, which I haven't read in a while, but I'm reading about this right now. Um, you eat only vegetables, inc- including juicing. Or in Daniel chapter 10, you eat vegetables, fruits, Wait, and does grains. Does Daniel talk about juicing? I don't know if he talks about juicing. That would okay, be funny. that's hilarious. I know. Okay, well, everybody, we're going to look up Daniel chapter 1, and we're all going to find out whether or not Daniel uh, has pressed juices. Amazing. <laughs> hilarious. Um, and then I think abstinence fast. That I mean, abstinence fast is what most of us do, where we abstain yeah. from certain kinds of foods and moderate the amount of food you eat. But I do have friends who did water fast for 21 days or something, um, which sounds yeah. crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to put forth a statement on the water fast. But it's, it's just done. always... I'm just... <laughs> That's where I said, I'm like, I don't want to be like cynical or skeptical about it, but I, I, and I, I'm not, it's just like, like, I love to hear about experiences of fasting where there were so obviously fruits, yeah, you know, and not like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. 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 And I have been with these stone flesh people. I know that they're not like that. Yeah. No, exactly. And mm-hmm. that's, that's why, yeah. that's why I'm like, yeah, my cynical mind is kind of like, yeah, I don't really know if that's a good thing, but mm-hmm. thinking about the couple of people i know who did that like you know i didn't hear about that the first day i met them i heard about it when somebody said hey like what was fasting like for mm-hmm. you the first time you did it with uh did it here um you know like and then i heard right. about the fruits of it that like this girl um i feel like she probably wouldn't mind if i shared this that like you know she struggled with the idea of a holy hour and then during her fast she put herself down in front of the eucharist for an hour every day and like over the course of several days and then weeks like she just grew in love for for christ and was like yeah started off at a point of like i don't know how people do this every Mm -hmm. day or at all and then Mm -hmm. within a certain amount of time was like how how am i gonna live without it wow yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it being eucharistic adoration yes 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 yeah 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 beautiful isn't that cool? So, so good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's really amazing and informative. This is my teaching day. I love it. I love it. I'm really thankful. Sorry. I've, so. I've done better lessons. Next time I'll I'll incorporate turn and talks for you guys. <laughs> She's a real teacher of everyone, but yeah. it's harder to get audience participation in this format. <laughs> Raise your hand. No, I've already done that joke. Everybody Dang it. I am so canned. And with that, we want to hear about your fasting decisions. Oh, yeah, yeah. DM us on Instagram at APW Podcast. You can send us an email if you're into that sort of thing. APWpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Facebook Messenger. That's a thing. You can find us if you search A Place Within yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. You can be, find all this beautiful stuff about fasting on the internet at stonetoflesh.org slash fasting. I'm not, there's no like promotion of Stone to Flesh, just to be really clear. We're just like a community and, 
Southern California, <laughs> but, yeah. but um, there are they like have great resources. They're great, exactly, they're great resources, as in like things to read, things to watch, um, and like it's funny because you think it's gonna be super intense because these people do water fasts, but then you read and it's like all this stuff about like discerning your fast and like mm-hmm. laxity and um, avoid laxity and legalism, all these things. So, anyways, um, beautiful. Yeah. So, if you are looking for guidance, that might be helpful. And talk to That's my spiritual awesome. director and your disciples. <laughs> people in your community people that yes yep and with that christina what is exploding your soul this week um you go first <laughs> oh gosh um i've been doing a 30-day prayer challenge with my mom cool um and so right now we're reading scripture passages about jesus early life and uh, we just like will text each other the word that stood out every day, and cute. It's been really beautiful um, to be able to share that with her. So, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I think probably for me it would just be the what we just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. the whole thing that we just talked about. I'm still riding the high from Friday Alpha. So cute. Although. Oh my gosh. We have enemies, folks, because they're trying to steal it. Because as soon as I heard, this is so silly. I want to hear how silly this is. As soon as I heard that the kids that who I knew were like doubting the existence of God, I knew this Mm -hmm. from the beginning. When I heard that, like they said that to their group leaders, I was like, "What have I been Mm. doing with my life for three years?" Which is so funny because, like, I literally they were like, "Okay, like, do you have kids who like don't believe in God?" And I was like, "Yeah." Thanks for asking. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I was still like, oh, I should quit my job today. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So I was just like, wow. Okay. Sometimes y'all are like, as in like our enemies, sometimes y'all are like really not even trying to hide. <laughs> You're like really obvious. It was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Like you could have, you could have like tried to twist something there, but <laughs> Thank you for being mm. so clearly discernible <laughs> in this case. Get out. And they're like, well, exactly. hey, will like, you still believe us? And half the time I'm like, yeah. Exactly. I know you just said get out. And I was like, wait, did I ever actually reject them? Dang it. Get <laughs> out. Yeah, we reject you in the name of Jesus, spirits of discouragement. Get out of here. Amen, right? Ooh, Amen. I feel better already. Okay. Beautiful. Cool. All right. And with that. Jojo, get out right now. What? Um, we, you know that song? No. By Jojo, get out. Oh, get leave. out right now. <laughs> the end um, of you and me. And I like that song about deliverance. <laughs> honestly, I think that that's what it's about. And for next week, we'll talk about baptizing what? not at all spiritual lyrics. Okay, and with that, God bless you. We're so thankful for you. We're going to get out. This has been a place within. Goodbye. Yeah.